It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. On to St. Louis, where you have some great years. Uh, Three, four years in a row, sub-3 ERA. Uh, 2004. You lead the league in saves with 47. You're an all-star in 05. We've touched on St. Louis those years, but let's talk your first World Series you get to go to, 2004. 2004. Uh, uh, yeah, Boston coming off that unbelievable, oh, yeah. unbelievable comeback in New York. And then it's almost like when you come back from that, and, and I've had I've had guys on from that Boston team, and I said, it's one of, it's one of the most impressive – feats i've ever seen in sports to be down to especially at that time those yankees teams to be down 3-0 to win four straight it's unbelievable it's 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 off the charts and then i'm thinking well st louis st louis has got no chance after coming back from something like that well the thing of it is when i look at those that 3-1 or 3-0 whatever had you come back when you have mariano rivera at the end of the game yeah it's almost impossible to beat him three days in a row you know to, to win three games to come back from if they're it's just an amazing feat that they did and when we got to boston it was like man we just ran to a buzzsaw there was no there was no stopping them uh their starting pitching was hot keith folk was it was a dominant closer at the time and they had a great lineup and it was just you know that first game i think woody pitched that first game woody williams pitched that first game in um in boston it was rainy and cold and nasty I think he gives up a home run in the first inning or something like that, and it was just uh, it was just a tough to claw back from. And um, I think they swept us. We were stuck out in Quincy, Massachusetts, somewhere because nobody expected them to get to the World Series. So there was they had a conference in town, and there were no hotel rooms. So we were stuck like an hour outside of Boston, eating hamburgers and hot dogs after the games. I mean, it was miserable, but you know, it's an experience that we'll never forget. Um, but yeah, running into that Boston team after they came back from that deficit with the Yankees, it was just, 
it was a tough one to swallow. We'd won over 100 games that year, and uh, we were feeling pretty good about ourselves. But then as we're watching this, it's like, man, this is going to be a tough team to beat. They're running on a pretty high note here. I mean, at that time of the year, you know, everybody's running on fumes, but they just came back against the Yankees, and they're – they had just like restocked their fuel and all their tanks and they were coming in hot and uh, it showed. Oh, six, you get back to the world series. You end up winning a ring that year. Uh, talk to me about that team. Um, and there were some great players. I look back on that team. That was the beginning of Benji Molina. Uh, that, that was early in his career. Uh, guys, I forgot about Eckstein. Oh, yeah. who, who was, who was a huge, it, to me, didn't get enough credit. He was a huge part of that 2 Angels team that won that World Series. I mean, just a pain in the neck at bat. Time at you know he wasn't the he didn't have the fanfare of a Vladimir Guerrero right. or a, a Garrett Anderson or or you know, pick somebody from those great Angel teams. But he's right in the middle of it again. Scotty Rowland, who's going into the Hall of Fame, Jimmy Edmonds, uh, Wainwright at the beginning of his career. And what a career he's I, still to this day. I love watching Wayne yeah. Wright pitch. He's one of the true pitchers in the game. He's pushing 40 years old. If he's not 40, uh, just briefly that 06 team and, and uh, winning that ring. Pretty awesome. Not, not all of us get to have one. I got a second place ring. Yeah. Um, well, in 2004, we got swept by the Red Sox. So I got my second place ring that year. And then in 06, I had, uh, I'd had a couple bad, I had, I've had my hip replaced since then. So I had a bad hip and I had to go down September 9th. I blew the save in Washington at old RFK stadium. I went to Tony's office. I said, Tony, I can't, we had like a nine game lead in the division. And uh, I said, Tony, I can't do it anymore. I'm not helping this team every time I go out there and you're going to run me out there because you have faith in me. And I said, but I just can't do it anymore. So I had, then I had hip surgery a few days after that. So I'm, you know, we're sitting there in the offices. It's me and Dunk and Tony, and we're trying to figure out who's going to close games out. And we went through all of our guys, and, and we tried some different guys, and some guys blew games here and there. And then we came down to Wayno, and it's like, you know, ignorance is bliss, so to speak. He had a, had a good fastball, had a swing and miss curveball, and as at the end of the game, you got to have a swing and miss pitch, and Wayno had that curveball. And so we threw him in a couple games. He did okay here and there, but, um, you know, we just – Threw him out there right to the fire from the get-go and uh, taught him how to control his breast a little bit, not speeding the game up too much and making pitches. And then he threw that iconic curveball to Beltron and the NC, uh, NCS or NLCS, whatever it is, uh, froze Beltron to get to the World Series. And we went in against uh, a really, really good Detroit team, Verlander. Uh, Zuniga uh, was at the back end of the bullpen, and I think um, – they made some pitchers throwing errors in those games that we came back from and won some games. And then Wayne will close that out, striking out Brandon Inge. And um, just an amazing team. Though. Like, you know, we had the MV3. We had Roland. We had Albert uh, Pujols, Jim Edmonds, Reggie Sanders. I mean, we had Larry Walker. I mean, in 04. Yeah. You forget we made that trade with Larry. And uh, what a great human being he is. We, we had so much fun together with Larry. And uh, that was in 04. And then um, we got to 06, and So Taguchi is an unsung hero there against Billy Wagner hitting a home run. Uh, Yachty, you said one of the other Molina brothers, but Yachty got his start. Yachty hit that home run off of uh, Hillman, I think, Hillman. Um, and then you have Indy Chavez making that robbing catch from Roland in the NLCS and just 
like I said, I mean, we uh, we played really well to beat a really good Mets team, and uh, uh, we had our young relievers, Randy Flores, who's our scouting director now, Tyler Johnson, Josh Kinney, all rookies that were in our bullpen that year, and we had to throw them into the fire, and uh, they prevailed. I mean, they all went out there and did their jobs. They all had great sliders, had them facing guys like Delgado and Beltran, and guy. they had a really good team, and uh, kids came out big for us. Uh, won the World Series there. Uh, went, like I said, Wayno closed out the game, and uh, Wayno's been going ever since. And uh, I think he is 41. Uh, he's the calming force to our team, and, and we really need him right now. We, uh, like I said, the Cardinals have struggled this year like they haven't in the past since uh, probably early 90s. And, uh, you know, how do you react? And um, we're like, well, nobody knows how to react that are in the front office because most people weren't around then. Um, but we're getting there. I mean, we, we bounced back the last couple of days against the Cubs. So, uh, it's baseball. We've both played enough of to know that you're going to lose a few and you're going to win a few and it's, everybody's going to be 500. Just what, what you do with those other 40 games that really, really matter. So, uh, you know, they just got to keep grinding. It's a long baseball season, six months of it all. It'll wear on you. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Um, your next stop is the race. Uh, and this is when you, this is when you start, you having some injuries and, and you mentioned the Tommy John and it's, yeah. it, it's such an interesting injury because nowadays it's it just, Oh, he had Tommy John, but nobody ever talks about it and what it is and what the rehab and the mental side of it is for the, for the person that has the surgery. I had Tommy John on and he said to this day, he goes, I've never had anybody ask me how to rehab from it. Interesting. The guy that they named the, the injury after nobody's ever called him. He said to this day, he said, not one guy that's ever had the injury. Talk about getting Tommy John. You had a couple of them. I think at least two, right? And three, 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 three Tommy Johns. And I don't, you know, everybody knows what it is and, and it's resurrected a lot of guys career. It saved a lot of guys career, but nobody talks about the mental side of it as an athlete coming back from Tommy John that, that, that because it's a long process, and yeah. when you first start throwing, is 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 it always their doubt in your mind? Like, when can I let it go? When can I let it go? Just talk about you've been through three of them. You're pretty good yeah. to talk to about it. Tell me the mental side of going through that, Tommy John. I think the hardest part is um, backing off when you feel good. Um, the main the main part of rehabbing for Tommy John is. Uh, they take tendons out of your body and they they make them into a ligament into your elbow. So what they have to do is they have to drill holes in the in the forearm bones and then the humerus bones and they have to weave this tendon through there and make like a figure eight. And then you're waiting. You're not really waiting for the ligament to heal. You're waiting for the bones that they drilled into to heal. And it's it's a six months process before those bones will heal. And then you start gradually coming back from that and throwing and trying to figure out when it's sore and when it actually hurts. You know, I try to tell kids it's, if you've ever had a surgery, you're never going to be normal again. And that, that's the thing in game of baseball. If you feel 
like if you don't have any aches or pains, you're not doing something right. Uh, it's a grind. Uh, the mental part of any rehab. You went through Tommy John, I believe. You uh, didn't you go through Tommy John? No, no, no. I was lucky. You I had, never had one. No both surgery though. Yes, point. I did. Yeah, I did with eight, uh, with Doctor Andrews. Yeah, and and uh, I just had elbow chips, but no Tommy. Oh, John. that's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. you came back really quick. I remember that. Ah, that's pretty good. How did you remember yeah. that? I, I I was. Go ahead. There's more about you than you think. I remember things. So uh, Wow, I was sitting in his office. I had the surgery. Uh, actually, my daughter was uh, born the night before I had surgery. So I go into the, uh, my daughter's born. I see her born. I kind of give her to her mom. I get in a cab and I go to Dr. Andrews. And I said, all right, doc, here we go. All right, you know, he pre, you know, he gives me the, you know, whatever you do before your surgery. And he tells yeah. me how we're going to lay it out. I said, what's the all-time record for coming back from elbow surgery? <laughs> and he looks at me and he kind of gives me a time. I said, I'm going to be back earlier than that. I did end up beating his all-time record. Yeah. Dumbest, dumbest move I ever made. You know, it was oh. like, I just forced it. I wasn't ready. <laughs> and it, like you, you mentioned with Tommy John, backing off when it feels good. Yeah. I, I kind of forced it, but I'm impressed that you remember I had elbow surgery. Well, it's, it's the only like, surgery I ever had. It's like Bryce Harper. He came back early because now he's playing first base. He doesn't have to make any throws from Tommy right. John. Right. Or he's, he can DH now. I mean, he can right. do without having to throw. And you were lucky enough you played second base. You didn't have to make any long throws from short or third. So it's much easier for you to come back from. Right. But yeah. I remember that. You came back and you had that big old black sleeve on. Yeah. I remember all these things. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> Almost uh, flattered. I'm almost flattered, Izzy. Well, because it was very impressive that it's like, I mean, this kid just had elbow surgery like a month ago, and now he's already hitting bombs again. I mean, I couldn't imagine what that pressure was on the inside of your elbow swinging a bat from the right side either. I would figure you'd have a rougher time with that than actually throwing. Yeah, I forget the time, but it was like 22 days. Yeah, I was, made it back because I went on a road trip. We were in Chicago. I remember it was cold. It was early in the season. And Ray Knight was my skipper at the time. And, and I was on the road trip. They weren't even going to have me on the road trip. They're like, there's no reason you're going. You're not going to be eligible for a couple of weeks to even play. And I said, oh, I talked my way onto the airplane. They said, okay, you can go. I said, I just want to be there to watch. In my mind, I knew when I was eligible to come off the DL at that time. Yeah. And I didn't say anything. But the day I was eligible to come off, I remember going to the ballpark and said, Ray, I'm ready to play. And he said, you're crazy. You're not ready to play. I said, I'm ready to play. And I went out. We went out on the field. I played catch with Ray Knight. And I mean, just just grinning, bearing it. I mean, my elbow was killing me. And I'm firing balls to Ray. And he's out there playing catch with me as my manager. And he goes, I, I didn't know you, you felt this good. I said, I feel great and I'm ready to go. <laughs> they took me off the DL that day and played. And I mean, it was one of those where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how bad my elbow hurts, but I told Andrews, I had to break the record and come back early. That's the whole reason for my little, my little, uh, infantile tantrum. Yeah. I'll show them. I should have waited a few more weeks, but anyway, yeah. All right. That, I got caught up in a story that, that no, was funny. It was bringing back memories. So I was in, I was, I went to Tampa and uh, I threw nine games in Tampa, and I threw a pitch. Well, I was warming up, and uh, I think Bobby Ramos was our bullpen uh, bullpen catcher or our bullpen coach. And I threw a pitch. I was like, oh, man, that didn't feel good. 
And he's like, you okay? I said, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to blow out my elbow. I said, I only got like a few more throws left. And it was like the third pitch of the inning. My elbow snapped. The ball went halfway up the backstop. Oh. And I was like, well, there it went. And I go inside. And uh, I had Tommy John again. And I never rehabbed a day after that because I didn't think I was ever going to pitch again. I'm back home playing slow pitch softball with my buddies. And, and I'm firing balls from the outfield wall to home plate. And I'm like, damn, my elbow feels pretty good. And uh, I called up J.P. Ricciardi, who was the assistant GM, who was with Oakland back with me back in the days below Billy. And I said, hey, do you think uh, the Mets weren't, weren't that great back then? Uh, this would have been uh, 2009, 2010. I said, can I come down to Florida and throw in front of you guys? You tell me what you think. And uh, I was living in Tampa at the time. And so I just drove across the state and I threw and he goes, uh, this might work out. And I said, okay. I said, uh, he goes, but you might have to stay down here until we work out our roster up in New York. So I stayed down in Florida and for like three weeks, just kept rehabbing on my own, you know, just throwing and doing rehab with the trainers and stuff like that without ever doing any major rehab. And next thing you know, they made a move up top and I went up there and pitched the rest of the season with the Mets, got my 300 save after I got my first one in 99. And then in 2000, so it was 11 years later, I got my first in 300 with the Mets. And then from there, I uh, I signed uh, with the Angels. That was Albert's first year with the Angels, and uh, stayed there all year. And Sosha was our manager, and uh, it was my first glimpse of the great Mike Trout, you know. And uh, it was an amazing to watch Trout and the talent that he had then. Uh, we all know who he is now and what he's capable of doing. But yeah, I was with Albert for the seven years in New York, and then uh, his first year in Anaheim, and. You know, congrats to him on the year, he, the the career he had, seven hundred home runs, and just an amazing talent. But yeah, the, like you talked about, the the mental side of the elbow thing was just just being patient, really, with the Tommy John, because um, you're doing all this stuff. It, the main thing is just to get your shoulder strong, you know, because usually after you have Tommy John, you come back throwing a little harder, and if your shoulder's not ready for that, you're going to rip your shoulder out of socket. So. I remember I topped out maybe at 93, 94 as a starter. And then when I came back and I could, I hit a hundred a few times those years I was in Oakland. So yeah, you just really had to prepare your body to be able to, to throw again. That was the main thing. Yeah. Amazing. And I, and I hear that, uh, you know, you mentioned they, I don't know what they do in the Tommy John, but a lot of t more times than not guys come back from it that, that recover from it. Well, they are throwing their velocities up when yeah. they come back from it. Yeah, well, it's a, almost to the point where you want to have a, a you want to have a couple. You well, started it. I could start at eighty six probably in my heyday. Yeah. I'd be at a hundred, but th four surgeries later. Well, now you get a lot of parents trying to get their kids to have Tommy John at fourteen and fifteen, so they can maybe get drafted, and uh, that's the sad part of it. But yeah, I mean, I think what they do is when they put that new ligament in there, they tighten up the elbow so tight, uh, you know, your body originally you have this somewhat of an elasticity in your elbow. And then once they tighten that thing up in there, it's just like a really tight rubber band and you get a lot more whip. But like I said, you got to really strengthen everything else, your shoulder and stuff, because to, to be able to withstand all that torque, it's just an unnatural uh, a feat to throw that hard. Your body just can't take it. You finished in 2012 with, with the angels, great career, 300 saves, as you mentioned, three, six, four, uh, Ernie, and, and you had, you got 51 wins under your belt too, you know, from the starter standpoint, uh, awesome career. And, and I want to do a little something 
with you because I, I went through your career and I was looking at uh, some of the managers you played for. You had played for a lot of a lot of interesting managers. Uh, so I'm going to do a little rapid fire. I just want a sentence or two. What comes to mind? Bobby V. Bobby V. Pain in my ass. <laughs> love it. Love it. Art Howe. Um, did a good job of keeping misfits together. <laughs> Tony Larusa, who you've spent a lot of time with. Yeah, smartest baseball man I've ever been around. Joe Madden. Wow. Um, he was a, a total players manager. Very smart man. And I'll finish with uh, a guy that I was always interested playing against. Uh, just love the way he set his team up, especially from a base running standpoint. You played for him at the end, Mike Sosha. Mike Sosha. Um, you know, ex-catcher. You could tell he was an ex-catcher, just the way he ran his game. Um, he knew what one game. Those guys went from first to third, the best I'd ever seen. Um, emphasis on base running, putting, putting pressure on the defense. Unbelievable, wasn't he? So sure. I, I used yeah. to I remember our meetings before we go into a series with the Angels. And I'd say, guys, I'm telling you, they're gonna run in your face. They're gonna go first to third. Everybody is. If there's a chance to score, they're waving them in at second base, their leads. I mean, they and and at the big league level, you know, a guy like Ichiro in right field, yeah. he's not used to a lot of people running on him. Well, when you play the Angels, they'll run right in your face. Yeah. And you're amazed. It's amazing to me still to this day when I watch the game, I said, you'd be amazed how good those outfielders really aren't when you consistently run in their face. And now all of a sudden they feel the pressure of, oh, I got to I got to throw a strike here. Yeah. Um, but but Sosha is one of those guys that always really smart too. you know, really smart kind of thinking with the game. I, I never played for him. Don't know Sosha that well. We've had him on the program. Uh, I think he he. I don't know. He's a smart baseball man, but I, I always get like to get people's feelings on that. Jason Isringhausen, I appreciate you coming on the on the podcast. This is a lot of fun. And uh, for all you out there watching the Boone podcast, check it out. Subscribe. Give me a uh, drop me a line. Tell me what we could do better. But in the meantime, uh, for those listening, keep listening. We'll see you next time. Jason Isringhausen. Thanks, man. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company. 